Hello and welcome. This is Bruno from SciVibes, the podcast where scientists, researchers, and developers from multiple nationalities and backgrounds share their research topics and interests with the entire world. So uh, I would like to thank uh, Vaishnavi uh, to join us today. Uh, she works on amazing projects with some great people uh, inside um, Microsoft Research, right? She has created her path uh, working with different uh, interesting projects, especially in the network resource group here at Microsoft and doing things she liked most, including building things, breaking things, and tinkering with some other things. As part of the network resource group, she works on wireless sensing and data-driven optimization for sustainability and environment. She is also part of the Urban Innovative Innovation Initiative, where she works with teams uh, and experts of uh, Project Eclipse to bring in granular air quality sensing to cities and people around the world. So thanks very much, Vaishnavi, to join us today. Thank you, Bruno. It's a pleasure to join you. And thank you for having me on this podcast. Oh, very nice. Very nice. I'm honored to, to receive you today. So uh, I have some questions to ask you, uh, especially for new scientists and people who want to become a scientist. So how would you describe uh, the, the job or the career of a scientist? And can you talk about a little bit about your path or your journey uh, and how did you become a Microsoft scientist? So uh, my general advice on how to become a scientist is, you know, find the things you're most passionate about and then get as much knowledge as you can on it. And then you'll start finding these holes or missing pieces of the puzzle. And uh, once you develop that curiosity, you want to solve these problems, right? Be it in terms of application or like a fundamental scientific research. You've got to find that problem and then help solve it. That's basically what the entire process of like being a scientist is. Even at Microsoft, it is similar. We find important applications that need our help or focus in terms of problem solving and then take innovative approaches to solving it. Um, in terms of how I got to be at Microsoft, so um, I come from India. My and my background is in like electronics and instrumentation. And that's what I studied as an undergraduate. And this again came from like the need to tinker with things as you pointed out. And then moving forward, I started my PhD at the University of Washington as an international student. And again, there I was working on uh, cool things, you know, like wireless power delivery, which were all at the peak of their uh, research field at that time. So you always have a community of researchers working on really interesting problems. So you can start by joining them. Uh, my advisor was one such a person. His name is Joshua Smith at, U at the University of Washington. So that's where I got my inspiration to work on a lot of things. And from there, I transitioned to Microsoft after an internship with the research team in healthcare. Um, and now I work on a lot, lot more things and keeps widening. Oh, very yeah. nice. Very nice. Uh, so that's that's so interesting, Vaishnavi. 
And uh, can you can you talk about your decision? Uh, because mostly when we when we uh, do a PhD or something like that, we have basically two different options to follow, right? Or you you can join an, an university and uh, as most of my colleagues at least uh, do, or you can try to 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 join uh, industry research, right? So. Uh, What was your major driven to to choose uh, industry research? Right. Uh, post, you mean post graduation from PhD, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's interesting. So till the fourth year of my PhD, I really wanted to go into academia and become a professor. And it was literally in the last year that I did a summer internship with the healthcare team at Microsoft Research. And it opened my eyes to like a whole new field of industry research, right? And what it is capable of. To give you a quick example, like in academia, you still get to solve really cool problems and you get to address like very a wide variety of problems. You have collaborators in different departments and a lot of students you work with. But I think the key thing with industry is the impact that you can achieve. That is not limited as in academia so with somewhere like microsoft research i know that hey you know if i develop something really useful the company will make me or help me scale it to like millions or billions of people and that impact is what basically drove me to come to microsoft and of course like even within microsoft you, we have like 200 researchers who work in so many different areas with their expertise and you get to collaborate with them You still get to work with students because we have excellent summer interns who come join us uh, every year. So I was like, you know, this is actually something I I prefer doing personally. Yeah, that's that's similar to me, right? <laughs> that's yeah. why we are here. Okay, very mm -hmm. nice. So uh, another question that I have to that I that I have to to, to you is the mm -hmm. following: uh, What's the your most interesting project? Uh, from your perspective and uh, is there any challenge that you faced uh, that you want to to mention I mean uh, because here we have so many different paths that we can follow so right. what brings more attention to you what's your main uh, driver yeah definitely so uh, there have been a lot of projects we work on you know there's the whole air quality de sensor deployment so with urban innovation we've been deploying physical devices with the city of chicago there's like 100 air quality sensors in the city so this is again like a huge initiative right but i'd, I'd say my favorite is the most recent one we've embarked on which is food vibes um, it basically aims at reducing the wastage of food and, you know, reduction of nutrition in food. This is a huge problem. Like our population is increasing. We need to meet the food demands, but not just that, but we also need to meet the nutrition demands, right? So uh, by using technology, which is already helping farmers, can we scale it further into like the supply chain and make sure we, we have some accountability for what food is going from farm to fork. So this is something I'm super excited about. Uh, but as, as always, you know, there will be challenges. And if anything to learn from prior experiences, I work more on the hardware side. So making something practically deployable has always been a tricky situation. You can build as many things, electronics, sensors, IoT, whatever you want. 
But at the end of the day, you want to deploy it in real life. There are some physical constraints that come up, like for the air quality sensors, for instance, uh, cities were super reluctant to put something that needed like Wi-Fi or like electricity that you need to plug into. So if you want to throw something in a city, you want to make it independent. Something like a device that I can just zip tie to, let's say, a lamppost, and then that should be able to talk to the uh, cloud server wirelessly. It should be able to sustain itself in terms of energy and not need a power outlet. Because all that is extra money that cities don't have, right? So there's like physical deployment issues that will always come up. And we are going to be facing exactly similar challenges in terms of food vibes because everything, every piece of food we get travels across the globe. So it's not just a city anymore, but continents and like governments of different nations that we are going to have to accommodate. So this uh, practicality is something I think is very interesting. And um, again, going back to that, like not everybody who is deploying in small scale or doing small amounts of research, let's say in academia or anywhere, is going to have this opportunity. But since Microsoft is kind of global, I'm excited to see how we can like you know address all these problems. Very nice, very nice. Thank you. Uh, so that's uh, that's an interesting uh, project to me too. So I'm very excited to. to oh yeah, no, you're on it as well. So I'm very excited. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So uh, in terms of technology or uh, mathematical background or some some uh, tip advice that you you can uh, provide to to new people that want to join our career. So what's the the proposed uh, path that he or she can can follow. Do you have some some idea or some tips for them? Definitely, yeah. Uh, so specifically for Microsoft, uh, there's one, uh, this, this was a big deal changer in my life. So do an internship, regardless of whether it's Microsoft or anywhere else. Go make sure you experience how the workplace is, how the research culture is, and then make sure you're in line with that, right? And in terms of skills, I would say the firstly, the experience in internship gives you a good insight into like, okay, what is the team doing or what is the company looking into or what is the research team looking into? And secondly, it will tell you what are the skills you need to be able to fit into that, right? Um, in, it's actually, if you're a researcher in the United States, it's pretty straightforward. Like schools are really good at helping you out. If you are not, and if you're like outside the United States, always try to reach out to these programs in universities where they have exchange programs. So a lot of labs, university labs, uh, support exchange students where you can come to the lab uh, here in the United States, spend like a summer. It's uh, It gives you that exposure and networking where you can either develop collaboration or skill sets. And I think these are uh, really useful. F firstly, uh, it creates that network for you to move forward with. Very, very nice. So, can you can you talk a, a little bit about your experience? Uh, because you studied in the uh, Washington University, right? So, how how was your journey in terms of uh, starting uh, from from India and uh, to to reach these uh, large and big universities? So, how was mm -hmm. was the situation for you? Yeah, definitely. Actually, I skipped a step when I uh, introduced myself there. So I did my uh, undergraduate uh, studies in India and uh, 
there's a prominent institution there as well where uh, I did a final year internship. So this was kind of a peak, sneak peek into research for me because a lot of my uh, classmates from back then opted for, you know, industry straight out to work after undergrads. But I was lucky enough to get this opportunity where I approached a professor in a prominent university in my country and said, hey, I want to give research a shot. Will you give me the opportunity? So I spent like the last quarter of my uh, last semester of my uh, college basically doing that. And that kind of told me that, okay, I wanted to pursue this uh, research direction for sure. Uh, My initial, uh, I I started my PhD actually in Case Western Reserve in Cleveland, Ohio, in a completely different field. Um, it was called uh, biomedical, uh, it, it was MEMS, which is like microelectromechanical systems. Um, I soon came to realize, you know, that uh, that field was great, but it wasn't for me. And uh, I happened to then meet my current, ad- my uh, then advisor at the University of Washington. And uh, we, we discussed a bunch of things. And basically, I joined his lab after finishing up my previous uh, course with master's. So it was like a whole transition at that point. Um, it, and it, there is room for that. Like, you know, you don't have to start in a field and stick to it. But there is room for uh, finding the real thing that you want to do. And I'm glad I did that because uh, my PhD thesis was something I really enjoyed working on. It was uh, building brain-computer interface, like an implantable brain chip, basically. And then we worked with uh, people from the medical school, Um, Again, these are things you can establish once you get into a school, but finding that correct fit is important because you're going to be spending like three, four years to even five years working on this, right? Right, right. That's so interesting. Yeah, that was basically my journey. Yeah, that's so interesting because uh, it happened to me too. So I worked at... with so many uh, so many different fields until find my what I really love to do so yeah you never yeah. like land on the thing that you're passionate about like yeah. it's a journey right yeah yeah exactly exactly mm-hmm. uh, one one thing that uh, I would like to to also mention is the fact that uh, we we basically think about a, a, a linear career, right? Something that starts from the point and then you see uh, the end of the journey. But it's very dif- uh, different f- uh, from the reality. Basically, oh, yeah. you need to try different things and ups and downs and until you find what oh, yes. you really love. Yeah. Uh, uh, in terms of technology, suppose that you are a student or a, mm-hmm. a, a graduate a uh, recent graduate person and want to join, for instance, artificial intelligence or uh, understand a little bit better uh, machine learning or things like that. Mm-hmm. So what is, is your suggestion uh, to them in terms of technology and, and background? Oh, yeah. So if, you've all, if you haven't graduated yet, definitely look into the departments in school because I was similar. I worked on hardware but in my final year, I, re- I reached out to the computer science department and then basically took a machine learning course, which really just gave me a sneak peek into, you know, the whole field. But that was good for me to then take up like other online classes or like work with other researchers to understand their research better. So it gives you a foundation. Uh, if you're still in school, do that. If you're completed schools, 
then there's always uh, online courses i think that's the best thing about today's learning scheme you have coursera and i know linkedin also has a lot of courses um we ourselves have been taking some at microsoft right not everyone knows everything but you need to have that background so you can take these introduction courses for python there's similarly a workshop i think there's a really cool uh, tutorial online by this guy called adrian who does like computer vision and i really like those they're very well explained so of course like use all the online resources you can that's a blessing in disguise um in terms of uh, hardware like if you're going going into electronics like me and system development i do a lot of wireless systems for instance so in all these cases you need to get the fundamentals down uh, and you don't have to stop yourself from learning these if you've graduated because of uh, if often even companies offer uh, virtual courses uh, they partner with uh, like you, uh, microsoft for instance partners with the university of washington and we have courses that we can take with them uh, as a part time so the uh, boeing does this too i think here i only know the ones in the washington area but i'm sure almost all companies do and if you are in an academic setting it's all the more easier yeah yeah, yeah. Sure. thanks <laughs> thanks for and and uh it's never been so easy to to get resource for studying exactly. uh, like we had before okay uh so uh do you have any any final comments or something that you you would like to mention uh to close this interview in a very yeah. nice interview certainly like uh, you know this is a great thing you you guys are doing bruno in terms of the podcast it uh we are able to communicate some of our experiences to others and similarly if there are students who listen to these uh, and are interested in you know pursuing uh, research internships they should look up uh, the websites or reach out to the researchers at microsoft not everyone knows that there are like microsoft is working on agriculture and food right first thing my people relate microsoft to is like surface devices and windows but we have a lot of cool things in terms of sustainability our uh, carbon efforts and uh, like food food for instance and agriculture so definitely reach out and try to learn more uh, we, they can find our profiles on uh, online basically that that would be my final words okay okay vaishnavi so thank you so much for participating uh, mm -hmm. on our podcast so i would like to to make a disclaimer here the opinions in this podcast are, are personal right and do not represent yes. microsoft's opinion right oh, yeah and, it's all personal experiences and personal yeah. opinions yeah exactly exactly so thank you very much for watching this uh podcast episode of side uh, side vibes you'll find the transcription on the blog and the youtube channel and both links are available in the description uh, thank you so much and uh yeah that's it thanks thanks <laughs>